One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from a radioactive bunker deep inside the bracket compound, this is Real Spoilers, episode 550. Joe, what is it? A milestone. A milestone. You have to really enunciate. (laughs) So thank you for joining us. Uh, It's The the numbers still surprise me, even though we've been doing this since 2013. Yeah, this is nuts. 550 of these things we've recorded. Like, it's such a library of us talking. It's crazy when you think about it. Which I'm sure nobody wants. (laughs) <laughs> well hopefully somebody does and, yeah that's uh, true yeah and like i say i'm gonna leave my kids <laughs> exactly so they'll th- a lot of interesting things they'll be learning when they finally listen to these episodes, i know right? you know like that also that terrifies me like, this is gonna <laughs> oh. be all, um, out there forever forever the internet doesn't let anything disappear so uh before we get too crazy into this episode uh let's do our shameless plugs follow us on social media at real spoilers on twitter facebook.com slash real spoilers uh you can find us just anywhere you type in real spoilers on the podcatchers subscribe rate review itunes stitcher spreaker you know the drill uh and reviews are greatly appreciated uh joe you actually informed me last episode that we have a new one we do, yeah. Give me a second, but we're going to read that after the intros are done here. Okay. Uh, so have that on standby. Ready to go. Um, and uh, Patreon, uh, which very relevant for today because we do have a Patreon supporter with us, joining us for the podcast, a returning guest and patron, Linnea Thunzel. Hey, Linnea. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, thank you for sitting through our last episode of Oscar <laughs> Predictions, which uh, we are recording while, while the Oscars are about halfway through, but we gave all our predictions before we saw anything, so it's all fair game. And go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Uh, by the time this gets posted, the Oscars were a couple days ago, and we give our predictions, and I myself am very curious at how wrong we got them. Uh, so it's, <laughs> and it's, it's just so hard to say with the Oscars, but uh, go listen to that one, and uh, thanks for joining joining us linnea and patreon we know, is... we know that i'm at least oh for one so far so oh yeah <laughs> don't don't give it away though don't give it away uh so 
uh, speaking of Patreon, it's patreon.com slash real spoilers, $5 a month uh, or more if you feel so generously inclined. Uh, gets you bonus content, uh, extra episodes, uh, all sorts of good stuff there. And it really helps the show because it helps us with uh, when we have to buy a, a new recording software, wires, whatever, to upgrade the studio. Uh, keeps the show going along. So we do appreciate it. Uh, Joe, what do we have on this uh, review? Uh, yeah, so this one came in on July, January 30th. From, I was gonna say for July that was July 30th we, we were really <laughs> yeah uh from T Mill Gohawks gave okay. a five star review which I always appreciate Ooh, thank uh, you. said started listening to this just looking for another film review podcast and I've got to say it's quickly become my favorite uh, after I listened to one episode I had to listen to more went ahead and downloaded all the episodes of movies I've already seen the knowledge of movies and tangents are hilarious. Couldn't recommend more. Do you think this might be the Tim Miller director? <laughs> One can only hope. <laughs> so T-Mills, if you are Tim Miller, let us know. And even if you're not, we still appreciate you, but it would just be interesting to know. I mean, yeah, we they can't all be home runs, and uh, you did your best with uh, Terminator. So good luck to you, <laughs> Mr. I actually enjoyed Terminator Dark Fate, so I, you know, maybe I need to rewatch it. It was what it was. I thought it was. Fun. It's a Terminator movie, you know. Yeah, that's but, exactly. Uh, it was uh, fun. It was fun. Yeah, and Linda Hamilton. I'll still say it gave me chills when she walked on the scene. Who apparently wanted to be really fat. Well, like that I'm, was the. I'm glad they went the other direction. She was badass <laughs> uh, when she walks out with that bazooka or whatever oh, yeah, grenade launcher stuff. thing she yeah. has. Good stuff, absolutely. So. Let's get into the movie of the day here on episode 550 of Milestone. It is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yeah. It was tracking to make around, let's say, $55 million leading up to its weekend release. And uh, we just got the totals uh, in at Box Office Mojo. They're looking at $33.25 million, a huge uh, drop, uh, $20 million plus under expectations. Um, we got into it a little bit last episode, but uh, I think really the factors that that was something that we touched on already and that I truly believe were a problem that R rating. Um, it's not to say that R rated movies can't make a ton of money because they have, but one thing that I've always appreciated with an R rated movie is them leaning into that R rating. Yeah, and I don't know about you guys, but when I got out of this movie and I saw it twice, every time when I walked out of the movie. I was like, that did not need to be rated R. It wasn't crazy enough. It wasn't violent enough. Uh, the language was like just dropping an F-bomb here and there sporadically throughout the movie. Uh, if they would have made that PG-13 for the teenage audience that's going out on Friday and Saturday to buy tickets to movies, I think you easily would have made back another 20, 30 million, maybe even more. Um, thoughts on maybe. that? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I mean, I feel like they leaned into the the R as much as they were willing to go or maybe as much as, and when I say they, I mean, Warner brothers. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know what the director was willing or how far the, the director was willing to go. I also feel like Margot Robbie probably has more say than most people at this point. Uh, when it comes to that character and what she wants to do in a movie, I know that she's got, um, some pretty big clout with Warner brothers at this point, uh, given that she was the only good part of suicide squad. But you mentioned that you mentioned that, and that was another point that we didn't touch on last episode. So you've got Marvel movies that yeah. you know you've got Marvel movies that have a, a Marvel Studios logo attached to it, which is a lot of weight. When you see when you see Marvel, the Marvel Studios logo, well, either not way, the, not, yeah, I guess that's true. Well, either yeah. way, so 
you have Marvel Studios, which has made the MCU in those twenty three whatever films, you know, up to Infinity or up to Endgame, and it's uh-huh. still obviously pumping stuff out. You've got that that name, and so even when it's not an MCU movie and it says Marvel, people don't know. We know we're film people; we understand the difference. But the general audience, I guarantee you, when they see Marvel, they go, "Oh, Marvel movie, right?" Sure. Like that's that's quality. That's synonymous with quality. So you've got Marvel movie is one thing. Uh, to Deadpool's, you know, then you've got, uh, I think a movie that Deadpool leaned into that R rating where I did not see this one doing that. So I think that the trailers were really funny for Deadpool trailers for yeah. birds of prey, not good. So yeah. you could already tell that one was going to be very funny and very provocative, all that good stuff. Uh, and then on top of those points, this is a spinoff of a terrible movie. Yep. So yep. you, you've got a Big spinoff. Problem. You have a spinoff from suicide squad. Dead, okay, Logan, Logan's rated R. Logan has Hugh Jackman, who's played Wolverine in, what, four, five, six movies? So, no, more than that, right? Like, So three X-Men, four, five, well, b- before six, like, ten. Going up, well, really? Okay, well. Yeah, so X-Men 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Uh, X-Men First Class. Okay. Days of Future Past. We had a cameo in. That still one, counts. Okay, and but. And then Wolverine Origins and. Yeah, X-Men. No Wolverine. Yeah. The <laughs> and so seven. He played him seven that's, times. That's what I'm saying. So you had yeah. six movies leading up to Logan. You have <laughs> huge X Men movies uh, yeah. that were were popular. They they were you know 2000. It was uh, it was Blade and I think 98 that kind of Blade kicked was 99. Spider Man. X Men was 2000. 2000. Uh, Spider Man. 2002. Yeah, so you're talking about Marvel and that era where X-Men movies were huge. Uh, they were really well-received. Hugh Jackman is a person you know. So I think I think it also it leaned into it, but it also had that recognition. And then you have this movie coming off of Suicide Squad, which was, is hated uh, yeah. by, critically. Um, it has for, a, the, it, f- for the normal people. It has a it has a it has a really hardcore fan base, but uh, it was an international hit. But really, I, I think critically, and most people agree that it was not a good movie. So no. you're already down a peg. Then you have DC, which doesn't have the most consistent track record. Yeah. You talk about when you see the Marvel logo, and you just you're like, okay, you know what yeah. to expect. And I'll, honestly, it's the same thing with DC at this point. Opposite, where you see the yeah. DC logo, you're like, oh, I know this is going to be garbage. They haven't earned, but they haven't earned your trust, even though they, no. um, I think Wonder Woman was excellent. Yeah. Um, Aquaman was a lot of fun. Shazam, Shazam was, was a lot of fun. Shazam was great. They're in the, Absolutely. they're heading in the right direction, but they haven't earned that, uh, that recognition of there's the logo quality, right? And, um, and let's, let, let me get this out of the way right now. I yeah. didn't hate this movie. Yeah. I thought this movie was a lot of fun. If, I didn't the more hate I'm it. removed, the more I'm removed from it, the more I'm like, oh, like there was just, it was, it was a bit, it was big, dumb. Action, not, not dumb, but it was uh, just a uh, big action movie. It was, it had, its, it had its moments uh, that were dumb, but I think like it, this was the most, I say comic book movie, but not a superhero comic book movie. This I'll, is the, this I'll is t- like a Harley Quinn comic. I will tell you what. I know he's not dead, but Joel Schumacher is rolling over in his grave <laughs> because when I saw the zany, wacky colors in this movie and how everyone's loving this movie and yeah. how they crap on Joel Schumacher, I'm like, yeah. they did what Joel Schumacher did, not in a rated R format, but Joel Schumacher was coming off of Tim Burton's dark and gritty, edgy right. Batman right. movies. And Joel Schumacher grew up with Batman 66. And he said, this is a zany kids comic book movie. It's not supposed to be serious. I'm going to make it goofy, campy, fun. Like the source material is campy. And so he did this and made it fun. And then uh-huh. everyone gives him so much crap for these movies. Uh-huh. And 
the only thing it didn't have was an edgy R rating. But right. I was watching this movie like, damn it, they, they, they did what Joel Schumacher did with the, you know, people are talking about this is a candy colored cotton candy movie with crazy colors and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're saying positives for the same crap that you're knocking Schumacher for doing. So anyway, I just thought that was really interesting. I didn't hate the movie and I liked it more the second time, but I, I was like right in the middle of the road. Linnea, what did you think? I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think it needed to be rated R. Um, especially since, I mean, like Harley Quinn, a lot of us know her, you know, from the Batman animated series. Yeah. Where she originated. Right. And, uh, and so I think that they could have just done it, you know, PG 13, uh, Deadpool, kind of needs to be R because that's the character, right? And I yeah. think that she could have been just fine. Um, but I I liked the movie a lot. Um, I liked the you know, right off the bat, you know, that she was dumped or, you know, like she wasn't with Joker because she's so defined by the Joker. They got sure. rid of Jared sure. Leto lickety split, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Well, and I think it was like, like you said, Margot Robbie, she's a producer on this one. After Suicide Squad, she, she made some demands for the character and that was one of it. And I think that was the best decision. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I loved how quickly and like, you only see like a split second of the back of his hair and like, Do you think that's Leto or you got somebody else? Well, I think the one, I think it's someone else at the tattoo parlor and I think it's okay. Leto for a split second at the chemical uh, plant. Oh, sure, chemicals. Sure, sure. But you yeah, do see his green hair real quick. That's a scene from Suicide Squad or deleted or I don't, I, I have not watched that movie again, so I can't really remember yeah i just saw it in the theaters once so i have no yeah. idea <laughs> so it's for the so best the other... i watched the director's cut or the extended cut okay how was gotcha. that not good <laughs> i remember when you said that you're yeah. like you're like hey i'm watching the director's cut of Suicide yeah, Squad. i'm not like good. joe not why <laughs> i am so curious to see the direction that james gunn takes the suicide squad because yeah. they've got the same cast but it's not following the same story so it's not a reboot but it's not a straight continuation like i think he's said basically like the one good part of the irishman is joe pesci and his line it's what it is i think he's basically said like yeah it's it's another suicide squad movie same people <laughs> not a sequel so it's what it is it's, whatever I, Linnea, i'm actually i'm glad you brought brought up her changes because i actually have somebody put a list of like the, they they did a side by side of of her in Suicide Squad and then her of in this and they listed like four four or five things. Okay. Uh, one of them is that she cuts her pigtails off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which means she did they, break up bangs. She did break up bangs, but the it, the pigtails thing. are gone. <laughs> yeah. And so that they can't be pulled quote unquote pulled on anymore. Hmm. Which right. I thought was interesting. I thought it was um, I also thought it was interesting that she just she still has pigtails. She just cut them. Short. They're not long. Yeah. 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 Like to uh, me, the, I know that it's different for a woman, especially when you've been growing your hair out, and I know it's a harder thing to do. But when she just cut cut them and started crying, I thought it was funny. But I'm also like, you just cut like six inches off. See, and I was but, like, that's a relatable character. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally, I get it. Do right? that, like after a boyfriend, especially yeah. something like a relationship like that. You like, you need a change. Like that's that's yeah. what you do is is the breakup bangs and <laughs> they actually brought they they brought up her bangs. Yeah, and then also the. Uh, we can get to it later the scene, the fighting scene where she hands one of the other girls a hair tie because yeah. I hate that in movies when like Wonder Woman's out there, her hair's like getting in her yeah. face. I'm like, no, that woman would have a ponytail holder. Her hair would be bad. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's so stupid just to have hair flying in your face when you're fighting. We'll right, definitely right. talk about it. That was Journey Smollett as Black yeah. Canary, and she's amazing. Yeah. I she's that, my that, favorite part of the film. Where has she been? She's been acting since she was, uh, I think it was Michelle or one of the little kids' best friends 
friends on Full House. She's oh, okay. Been a, okay. She's been around forever. And you may also know her brother, Jesse yeah, Smollett. Yeah, I, I was wondering if that was if they it's, were related. Yeah, it's, I, I like mean, that's... Journey Smollett and Jesse Smollett. Yeah. It's not coincidence. Uh, so you may recognize his name from uh, the news last year. But, but yeah, uh, so, she, but they said just a, these other yeah. things, that her bangs are choppy and fun rather than seductively uh, mm-hmm. like framing her face. Uh, her boobs aren't halfway off of her rib cage. Which, yeah, and, which like they they kind of speculate that she was wearing a push up bra in Suicide Squad, where in this mm. one it doesn't look like she's wearing a bra at all. That's not a bad thing. It's just a. a I think she's a wearing different... like a sports like a bra, crop top. Oh, maybe that's like true. Like a band yeah. the entire time. So, um, her skimpy clothes look more like a choice, her choice, rather than like what her boyfriend put her in. Mm-hmm. So, like the daddy's little monsters T shirt is gone. Um, and the clothes that she's wearing looks like it's more of her choice of what to wear. And she's not wearing a dog collar, which was yeah. the other like big, big thing that is gone from this one. So it is interesting that they are, whether that's Mark, whether that's Robbie's choice or whether that's the choice of the, the production people, that well, her look is completely different. Well, you uh, also have Suicide to, Squad. I mean, the thing you have to touch on. So Kathy Yan is the director of this. And mm-hmm. so you're getting a movie that's not in the male gaze, right? So No, totally, uh, totally. Uh, we talked about it with Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman, right? And first of all, I call BS on the people that are like, oh, that's not sexy. Like, I think no, it's, it's crazy. You, the idea if, of the internet and these trolls that are like, oh, that's not sexy. Like, what is not sexy about a strong, capable, badass Not even female? that. It's every single woman in this movie is knock is a knockout super hot yeah super hot. every like, single Mary one elizabeth winstead and her like huntress Ooh. get up i was like yeah. wow that's yeah. game on but, but that's the thing though is that like their idea and i think this is a very vocal minority to be sure it's these As people that have usual. these loud voices but what i don't get is how they see this and like they're like oh they've taken the sex appeal out of it it's like did you see the same movie i watched like if I, if I have a complaint, it's not that. And so I think it's a very silly no. complaint. Uh, but anyway, but going back to Wonder Woman, it's like Patty Jenkins, female director. Wonder Woman was badass. I think yep. it was great. You can see the differences between a male director, female. We don't need to get into that. Uh, but this movie is the same thing where you have that view coming from a female. Like you said, Margot Robbie, producer on this one as well, more input. Um, but I don't think they cut any sex appeal. But what they did was they made it more relatable, like you said, Linnea, to women where you're like, oh, I would actually do that. Or this is much more practical for fighting. Or, you know, it's not just like, yeah, let's doll them up to you know make the male comic book fans happy so i think it's a really good really good change for that stuff um definitely um so yeah joe uh let's get into the movie i think there's still a lot more to be said about some of the background stuff and and maybe why the box office is low but we'll kind of go through it and maybe we can touch on some points as we go along so uh where does this thing get started so we kind of it picks up uh kind of like a here's the problem (laughs) <laughs> is they they do lean into the Deadpoolness of this movie, uh, and they I try. think that it, they they do, and I think that's an issue. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I I I think that works. I think Margot Robbie is just as charismatic and, and can be as funny as Ryan Reynolds, but that doesn't work for this Harley character. Well, uh, as but, much as but, it did for Deadpool, because but, that's Deadpool's shtick. Is Deadpool in the comics looks look at looks at you know breaks the fourth wall. And is in doing things like that, and where Harley 
that that's not really a thing. But they've tried to make her into that, not just in this movie. They have, but, but yeah. with the new show and everything, how she is. That's like is a, the show like that as well. I haven't it's watched like an R-rated show. Like her, the language is foul. You know, it's they're trying to they're trying to make her into that Deadpool character, but. I have to disagree a bit with you. I like Margot Robbie. I think she's amazing. I, Tanya. Um, yeah. I think, oh, I yeah. Think I agree. She's good in Bombshell. I think she's an amazing actor. But is she as funny and charismatic as Ryan Reynolds? I don't see Margot Robbie as a comedian. I, I don't. That's just nothing against her. But I don't know that she necessarily is. At, you know, we, we talked about it. Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. Like, you see him yeah. being a smart yeah. ass and everything. I just don't know that she is as good as that uh and, and maybe it's a combination of writing and such but i don't know that's just my take on it um no nothing i think against... I, yeah i think i think i don't think you're wrong like i don't i you know but i i do think that she has uh the same charisma yeah she's charismatic for sure um yeah so basically we pick up she i'm trying to they already tell us that she has well, we started at the beginning, the Joe. Started so. with her telling her backstory with the animation. Yeah. Which the how much did you guys love that it's Batman the animated series characters for the animation? They oh, it's should, great. When she's at the, when she's at Ace Chemicals, she's wearing the Harley Quinn from the animated series. The Joker looks a lot like the animated yeah. series uh-huh. Joker. Uh-huh. So you're coming off a spin-off of a movie that had a Joker with a terrible character design, and they basically from from the get-go say screw you here's the backstory of joker oh and guess what it doesn't look anything like jared leto <laughs> no, right. loved it loved which it, is loved fine it. yes yeah it's uh it was it was definitely noticeable that jared leto had been taken out of this movie yeah it was a nice touch uh, though for fans of uh and if you don't know harley quinn was created a character by paul dini and bruce tim for the yeah. animated series in yep. the 90s i think it's the best animated show of all time and it's not a superhero best show it's that show had everything and uh maybe we'll get into that at another time but maybe uh, maybe a little hint there but yeah, yeah it, uh, it, but yeah so good. she she we know that she has broken up with the joker uh she's taken it she lives above this chinese restaurant with the the elderly doc who kind of has like uh, his ear to the ground with uh, whatever's going on in Gotham City? Um, as she's recovering, she just she kind of plays up the. Uh, she doesn't let anybody else know that her and the Joker have broken up, so she still gets all of the the perks of being the Joker's girlfriend because nobody wants to mess with the Joker and the protection. So they just, She's yeah, un- and the protection that comes along with it. She's untouchable. Like there's yeah. the there's this whole scene where she's in a nightclub just getting hammered. Uh, and she, and that's uh, Ewan McGregor's club. Yes, correct. And black mask, the black mask, uh, who apparently, well, we'll get into that. Um, so Roman Sionis is black mask and he's yes. like, uh, he's an up and coming. He wants to be Gotham's biggest crime boss and, uh, people don't necessarily take him as seriously as he would like to be taken, but he's a, he's a rich guy. He, his family right. had money. He's, he's trying to start this criminal empire, but he's not making many friends. And I thought that club scene was fantastic. I love yeah, the really frenetic good. energy, the, the way it moved around, the way she popped up, like seamlessly she popped up and different spots as the camera moved around i loved the energy and the editing and the way they did all that i think one thing that really sticks out to me is how uh, stylized and how weird and goofy it is i like that it's it doesn't feel like every other comic book movie we've seen so props to them for making these weird scenes you know in a good way you know it's different yeah so she uh 
you know, this we're kind of we're not introduced to Black Canary yet, but she's on the way. Um, but we are introduced like she jumps off the table. She's dancing on the table. She jumps off on this guy and smashes his like snaps his oh. legs in half. Roman silences uh, driver. Yeah, well, right. he was being rude to her. So that's he like- was no, no, no. Like that's the thing is like everybody in, like she didn't just do it for fun. Like he was being a <laughs> to her. Uh, and I love and then, that when when uh, Siana says, "Oh well, he probably deserved it anyway." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you know, right, because right, right. he can't really. He say doesn't want to mess else. with the Joker. And, and then, is that, I'm wondering, is that the same club that we see in Suicide Squad? Oh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Okay, I don't remember our club scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was a scene. That's where where, where the Joker kills uh, Kamala, oh. the tattooed man. Oh, oh yeah. Like they're in a club, and I just I I thought I mean if they're gonna do it, if you want to connect everything. We yeah, make, well, it, make it the same club. Do you? Do you want to connect everything? <laughs> no, no. I mean, they do. Like they, you know, uh, they, 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 they can't. Know. They. Well, when you get to well, we'll for all intents and purposes, let's say it was not. I'm, I'm going to try to distance anything from sure. that. Sure. Yeah. The production design of that club, though, is really cool because they had those like the the statues, like the mannequins around with like the different masks on them. Yeah. In that yeah. club too. I think I'm almost positive you see a Catwoman mask back there. Really? Oh, maybe. I think you do. Okay. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that you do. Okay. So this is where actually we're introduced to uh, Dinah Lance, who is a singer at the club. And she's kind of, we find out that her mom uh, was involved with the GCPD in some capacity. I mean, that that that's a legacy. She's a legacy character is that uh, I'm pretty sure in like the Silver Age that Dinah, in the comic books at least, that the Black Canary that we know is the second Black Canary. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but she doesn't want to have, she, she doesn't want to do, have anything to do with that life. So she's just kind of singing in the club and she's getting closer to, to Roman, uh, and, but her Roman mother kinda, was a black canary. It's, it's her mother was actually, and they allude to it in this movie. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying yeah. is that in this, yeah, that her mother worked for the police, worked with the police department in some, either as a police officer as, or as a vigilante, yeah. uh, which Gotham has kind of been known for, uh, for a very long time. But she inherited the powers. I mean, so for people that don't know, the Black Canary, it's the Canary Cry, right? That's her. Yeah, the Canary. Super, the, yeah. Yeah, it's her. Super, and I feel, I feel like that the Black Canary has become, I feel like she has, with the Arrow, Arrowverse, the Arrow TV show. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the Black Canary has become no, more noticeable than before. Yeah, Because, I mean, she was front and center. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, so that, that was show. they. She went by Laurel Lance, which is the middle name. Well, the problem is, is that there's been a few of them because there was That's, Laurel. That is, yes, that you are right, Sarah. Now it's Dinah. Right. So there's been a bunch of black canaries on that. And show. Then there's, there's a white Laurel. canary. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's, but but I agree though. It's the popularity. That's another reason. Like you've got such a huge fan base from these CW shows, and a lot of them are those teenage, you know, the younger crowd. And so they're the ones that want to maybe show up for this movie. And I think going back right. to the rated R thing, they can't buy a ticket. Yeah, sure. Someone can buy you one, but the crowd's going out on a Friday, Saturday. And even if you buy a ticket to something else, that's not going to help birds of prey. Right. Cause they don't get the money. So, right. you know, you're not getting that crowd in there, but I think the CW shows have had a huge impact on these characters and uh, you know, and, and it's not the, they're, it's not the rated R crowd necessarily. Who's the big fans. And it's interesting that they have, uh oh well you has anybody has everybody watched crisis yet i haven't oh, yeah. don't say it don't say it uh, <laughs> no. sorry Mute your microphone kevin skip no uh anyway so okay so we we're then introduced to renee montoya who is one of my all-time favorite characters 
not bat related in Gotham City. Yeah. Um, she becomes the question at one point. She is, uh, she's a fantastic character played by, um, Rosie Perez. And it's kind it's not the casting that I ever would have thought, but she nails that character. Like she is exactly what I, you know, what I picture as that character. Um, and she is, she's figures out that Harley's the one that blew up ACE chemicals and that oh that's what we didn't we we didn't mention that that after their breakup and uh harley was at a mexican restaurant getting margaritas and she hears her um, the roller derby girls roller derby girls there was was a montage where she joined roller derby and did all that stuff too yeah beats everybody up but you know she's still like it's hard for her to make friends and even though she thinks she does they're talking behind her back like oh she'll be back to the joker and she needs an alpha she's submissive and obviously that really gets on her nerves so she scoots out of there and she (laughs) takes this guy's semi and runs it into ace chemicals and makes this like you know beautiful colorful array of explosions from all the chemicals it's a very it's a very necklace yeah jay necklace yeah that that was the 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 signal that Renee needed to realize that the Joker and uh, Harley had split up. Talking uh, about then, edit, editing, though, the only thing I didn't get from this, like I thought it was a little weird. She threw all the margaritas on the ground and then she left, and then she had a drink in her hand. I mean, I guess she could have picked one up from somewhere else, but yeah, it was a little, not? but it was just a little weird. Like, where'd she get that drink from? She just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so she she takes off, and this is where the the cops are like. Man, do they realize that this like it's open season on Harley Quinn now? Like, that's or remember, the, it goes it goes back four minutes earlier. To what? Yeah, she goes back four minutes in time before the explosion, and Montoya oh, right, right, is right. investigating the crime scene where the crossbow killer has the taken out these killer. mob bosses. And I thought again, visual wise, and the way they edited this, where she's basically doing like a Sherlock Holmes type thing, where she tells yeah. you how it happened, and you see, uh, you see Huntress, who is where who she really is, come in and kill these guys, and we don't know why yet. But it goes between the flashback and real life, where then the color gets colder and the guys are dead, right, and it right, was. Right. Seamless. The camera lines up right there, and I thought it was a really neat transition. Yeah, it was, uh, and it's it's interesting. Like this is when we get to the origin of of the huntress of uh, the this character. That's actually it's spot on. This is exactly who's there's there's two huntresses. There's the the daughter of Catwoman and Batman from Earth Two, and then there's this one. Uh, and this this one, I I keep wanting to say Valerie Bertinelli, but I know that's not right. Helena. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Helena um, Bertinelli. Yeah, and in the in on Earth Two, she's Helena Wayne. So it's uh, it's fun to see. Here's the, here's the only problem I have with this. Uh, one of a couple problems. If you're gonna do a Birds of Prey movie, this is where you get Batgirl. This yeah. is this is this is the point where you introduce Batgirl because Batgirl was uh, Oracle at the time. Yeah, she was she was sitting behind the computer, but. If you want to introduce a Batgirl, this is she was the originator of this team. Yeah, I thought it was a very odd choice. If you're going to title it Birds of Prey and the Birds of Prey aren't even in it until the end of the movie, like how do you not get a Batgirl? Well, also isn't, like, isn't Cassandra Cain a Batgirl at some point? She time? is. Yes, you're right. She is. Uh, she is the second Batgirl. Uh, yeah. I guess that was one of the things that didn't stay true to necessarily any comic book or show is that they made Cassandra Cain a, a young pickpocket. Which yes, is just, correct. Yeah, interesting choice. Uh, which, 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 yeah, which is it is. I mean, I understand that we're not in the standard DCU, so I get that we can throw these characters in kind of however we want. But yeah. I thought it was weird that we introduced the Birds of Prey with no Barbara Gordon. Yeah. Also, right. 
when we get to like the big set piece, are you telling me that there are no members of the bat family anywhere in Gotham at this point? <laughs> like when you get to the big thing at the end, I'm just kind of like, well, I feel like somebody would have shown up. Where when, are all these people? Where? Are, <laughs> like, okay, fine. Batman is off fighting dark side somewhere. Maybe I get that fighting the Joker. Maybe, maybe that's true. Roman maybe isn't big enough to, but I feel like to when, be on they, the when they get, to that final like big old fight scene at but the but this end? is their city yeah there's where, a gang war yeah like. <laughs> where where are the where's i i i agree it's they kept this movie very sectioned off it's it's mm-hmm. harley quinn's story it's the building right. of the birds of prey team that they're going to try to make something into they didn't feel the need to introduce a lot of other characters it wasn't a even though it was a spin-off of suicide squad they really used very little as far as characters or the story it was you see a picture of a uh, captain boomerang yeah, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah, so I was like that's the only that's the only character coming back for uh uh James Gunn's Suicide Squad. So, yeah, they they did keep it sectioned off though. So no, was we that don't Jay see Courtney? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's the right rea- that's the right reaction. <laughs> uh but yeah, so after all that goes down, uh Montoya kind of makes uh makes moves towards not sexually towards Dinah to kind of get her to uh, be her informant, her inside or inside person. And well, they uh, go she... into Renee Montoya. Like she had a big bust a few years ago and her boss took the credit and is now right. the captain. And so no one takes her seriously at the police department and she's getting kind of frustrated because no one's paying attention about Huntress. Correct. And she's kind of like, she has all of this. She's been building a case against Roman and she's, you know, She's making all of these inroads to these different big cases and nobody will take her seriously. Let me um, ask you guys this. I think this is a good point to ask this question. And I'm not saying that this means you shouldn't see the movie. and I'm not saying this is the only reason that people didn't show up for this movie. But in this movie, they really do paint every man as being terrible. Well, Kevin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, I mean, it, it is Gotham. Like a lot of there's a lot of corruption and bad like not saying that all men are bad in Gotham, but when how many, I mean, you could name on one hand, how many men in Gotham city are good people. And you, you could even question if Batman's even a good person. But I just wonder though, I mean, for the box office though, but could that have played part in it where, I mean, it's great that it's pro female and the, the women are badass and everything like that, but they do paint every single man as being a bad guy. And there especially is a certain crowd that is going to be completely turned off by that. Uh, it was kind of like your complaint in Rambo five or whichever one it was where all where the Mexicans were bad. All the Mexicans were bad guys. I, if you want, if you want men and women to show up to a movie and especially this comic book crowd, which is, can be a very toxic crowd. I just don't know if you, can get away with making every man horrible because then I think they're going to, they're just going to lean into that. Oh, see what I told you. It's so anti-man, whatever. I just thought that maybe they could have done a little bit better with job with having some, I mean, even, even her really close friend doc turns on her, right? Like, I mean, every single man in this movie was awful. And so I, I just, something that struck me is interesting that they made that choice. Like, I feel like they could have went pro female without going completely anti-man and and i just think that's going to make the the toxic fanboys uh pat themselves on the back i don't know linnea what did you th- I, I have feelings about it but I, I think i'd like to hear your opinion honestly i didn't bump on it at all 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I kind of agree I with mean, you. I mean, there, there are plenty of movies that have little to no interaction with women at all. Like, The Irishman comes into mind. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just feel like a, a movie that focuses on the female characters pretty much entirely, and then the men are either background or the bad guys. I think that's, I, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, didn't, didn't bump it at all. I, I thought it was funny that, like, everybody seemed to, from Harley's point of view, Every man that she comes across tries to take advantage of her. Sure. Buying her hyena. The salesman is a yeah. creep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every every single guy she runs into, well, all of them pretty much want her dead. But, um, <laughs> but like, for from her point of view, that's always been the case, right? Like, ever since, like, the background that they did, the animation with her dad yeah. and everybody else. Right. So I think for this character... Um, there, there may be a nice guy around the corner at one point, but she's not going to focus on that. Well, it's interesting okay. in the comic books in the, when Suicide Squad came out, uh, the movie itself, they relaunched the series and they gave Harley an actual, like somewhat healthy relationship with, um, the Joel Kinnaman character with Rick Flagg. Mm-hmm. And it was a normal, I mean, granted she, it was still Harley, right? Like it was Right. We're not going to pretend that she's a completely normal person, but it wasn't a abusive relationship until uh, something happened that I, I think he spoilers. He dies in the comic and she snaps. So like, but that wasn't, I mean, th- at least it wasn't like, oh, he cheated on her. No, or no, no. Betrayed yeah, yeah, that's her, what I'm right? saying. Like, like the, the, that, that relationship was completely yeah. normal. Yeah. But I do agree that like I you know, you look at a Superman movie or a Batman movie, the uh the love you know, the only time that there's a woman in those movies is when she's Bruce's or Clark's love interest. You know? So I, I, I don't really have a problem with every man and I you know, you know these comics. There was a good man. There was uh the guy, the bodyguard that saved Huntress and then the Oh yeah his for brother sure. and her father you know, his his father and brother raised her and and trained her and stuff like that. Oh, that's true. A, a but from Harley's point of view, there there are no good men. Yeah, so right. It's just right. food for thought. Just interesting even the ones because... that are good, you know, they they're not. Yeah, right? right. Like Batman is technically a good guy, but in Harley's eyes, and maybe maybe this version of Harley, she might look at him differently. But the 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 Suicide Squad Harley thinks he's a bad guy. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Joe, because that's something I wanted to touch upon somewhere in this episode. I think one of the reasons that I don't really like these movies as much as I could is because they're bad guys. Like, I don't want to root for Harley Quinn. Like, at the root of it, I don't want... Harley Quinn's not a good person. She's a bad guy. She murdered a Robin. Yeah. Like, if it comes down to Batman, like, when I watch the animated series, when I watch any of the other Batman movies like, yes, I can like Joker as a good villain. I can like Harley Quinn as a really good villain. I want Batman to catch them and put them in jail. I don't want Harley Quinn to win. I don't, I, that goes against the whole hero bad guy thing. So again, I know that maybe other people have different opinions and I want to hear from you, but at the end of the day, I don't want to root for the bad guys. Like I want Batman to catch her and put her in jail. And then I want her to be funny and find a way to escape. And she can still be an enjoyable character to watch, but I don't want her at the end of the day to start a business and get away and become a millionaire. And why would I want that? She's a villain. She's a bat. She's a bad guy, right? Like, but am so I crazy Catwoman. here? I mean, you know I mean, like, so I don't root for her to win either. I want Bruce to put her in jail. Like, no. I know. I mean, but you're not going like that. You don't, though, because that but is I a, do. Is, I love that hard, when Batman kisses her and then puts handcuffs on her or whatever. Like, it is I, a hard line to walk 
to be technically a villain, but also have them. You know, it's I, I don't think Catwoman's a villain anymore. They, they have, have redeemed, redeemed that character almost completely. I mean, Christ, he married her for like they're married. But it's different, though. Catwoman, I don't think, was on the level of villain as Harley no, Quinn she's murdering people with the joke. No, no, no. Right? I, you, Catwoman, you right. Catwoman can be redeemed. I don't think Harley Quinn can. And they can try to read his, rewrite history as much as they want. But at the end of the day, she's Harley Quinn. She's an evil, terrible villain who murders people. And I'm not saying Margot Robbie isn't funny or fun to watch. And there were a lot of really entertaining moments. But I was trying to figure out, like, why didn't I love this movie? Like, it was okay. It was entertaining. Again, saw it twice. Liked it better than the second time. But at the end of the day, it kind of clicked in my head. Oh, wait a minute. It's because they're making... Harley Quinn, the hero of this movie, it's the same reason I don't like a Venom movie. I don't want to root for Venom. I want Spider-Man to defeat Venom, right? Like, I am not a fan of Venom. It was a bad movie, but I don't want a Venom movie. I don't want a Venom sure. 2. I want Spider-Man to put... You may not want it, brother, but you're getting it. But but I so, want... So did you have the same problem with the Joker movie? That's a great point. It is. That well, movie wasn't for me personally, so I... I... But let me tell you, I, I thought about this, and you are not rooting for the Joker. That's the difference. That movie does not make you root for him. By at least the midpoint or by the end of the movie, You, he's a terrible person and he should go to jail. It's a great movie and a great performance, but I'm not rooting for Joker to win. I'm just rooting for the movie you know i'm i'm interested in the movie uh but at the end of the day no i want joker to be put in jail by batman that's the only thing i want to happen with batman with harley quinn with any villain with penguin i don't want you to make them likable i want batman to put them in jail and that's all i'll ever want from a rogues gallery of villains and so i think trying to make a murderous villain the hero as funny and cute and silly as she can be it's like at the end of the day she's the bad guy yeah, that's it's just I think the root of it, and I it didn't click until the second time I saw the movie, where I was like, why don't I love this as much? And and I just I thought back to to Venom because it's another solo. They're doing the same kind of thing where Venom was the solo villain Sony movie on the Marvel side. Here's the solo right. Harley Quinn movie, and I just don't think for people that love Batman. I don't know. I it, it's just an interesting thought. So the the other thing about that, that I would say is that. Um, Harley in particular, like I'm, I agree with you. Like I didn't see Venom cause I didn't really think you made the right that call. I would enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> did you listen to the episode though? But I did. Oh, then that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the difference with Harley, like especially this movie, she, when that guy came back and she had like tat that she and the Joker had tattooed yeah. and he was like, you did this to me. And she's like, well, it wasn't me. I mean, I was there, but it was the Joker. And he was like, oh, you dared him to do it though. I think, with Harley is that she was so manipulated, like I'm not saying she wasn't responsible. I, I agree. She was a bad person, but um, I mean, running around doing that stuff, like when she's left her own devices, she ultimately does the right thing in this movie. Yeah. Like protecting the kid and like teaming up with these other people and helping them out and all that stuff. Uh, but she does so it the I whole think- time. I think that's interesting. And I actually give them credit for when she turns the girl in. She, she's right. selfish. She, well, she- that, I think that last, that last moment, like, you know, when Doc turned against her too, that was like, oh yeah, this world sucks. Yeah, that's sure. what I'm supposed to do. I, so, do you think do you think that was her? That was her breaking point when Doc turns on her. She's like, I, because then she she turns the kid over almost immediately. Yeah, it was right after it's, that because he said, oh, it's just business. Yeah. Right, right, like, right. Yeah. He yeah, was her only friend. Look out for number one. That's what right. Doc did. So. Um, so yeah, so I just, I, I think that I think it's definitely like I think like you guys talked about the same thing with like Hobbs and Shaw, mm-hmm. like. Because uh, 
wasn't it Shaw? He, it was Jason Statham, yeah. Yeah. Murder. Well, they've totally retconned that now. Yeah. Apparently, but. Right. <laughs> but but that's but that see that that's like, the exact reason though. It's still the same thing where it's like they realized they had that problem and they had to retcon it because otherwise their yeah. family now is the guy that murdered their family and that just doesn't work in that world, right? And so how can you root for Shaw when you know that he murdered their friend? Like how how could they ever forgive Shaw? And I think you run into that same problem where it's like, yeah, how can you ever forgive Harley Quinn? for her sins and well maybe that's why batgirl's not in the movie that's why they only took maybe oh. that's a very good point the renegade cop and then the the rest yeah. of the you know okay well interesting i'm glad I, I was i was interested to hear your guys opinion because i think that's at the root of my question like me questioning the movie as a whole and do i want it um so cool all right back to the synopsis joe yeah so so then we find out that roman uh has made a play and he is going he finally has his hands uh, on the Bertinelli diamond and inside this diamond uh, is like the, the names and bank accounts of like everything that the, the Bertinelli crime family had. And this is, this is kind of the, the MacGuffin, if you will, that will set Roman apart from everybody else. He, he tries to make a deal with uh, th- this boss Keo who we see end up, we, they do some interesting like Guy Ritchie Tarantino flashbacks and forwards where we see this family hanging from uh, this old dirty warehouse and they base Roman basically has this henchman who turns out to be Victor Zaz, who is a mm-hmm. major Batman villain. Weird to see him with hair. It, it would. Yeah. I think this is early Victor Zaz. Cause yeah. if you look at him, he doesn't have all the, all the check marks yet. Like well, he's he does a have a lot. He's got a lot of them. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just yeah, thought so, it's usually see that character without hair. So that's I true. Just, yeah. Bald. Yeah. And I think you see him in the Nolan stuff. Do you? I think he's I, in the Nolan stuff at some point. Yeah. Okay. Um, But basically he peels their faces off. <laughs> uh, And that's, you know, it, that's how they're trying to make it, you know, as sadistic as that character can be. Well, let me ask you this. So I think that's, in this movie at least, that's a black mask thing. Is that something in the comics? Black mask likes to take people's faces off like masks? I don't remember I don't remember that being a thing. I remember, I, I thought that Roman's face was disfigured. And that's why I thought that's why, right, because Ewan McGregor just looks like a handsome dude in this movie. Well, I, thought, I guess when, when you hire Ewan McGregor, you're not going to put <laughs> right. you know, you're going to Tony Stark it and not put a mask on. Right, but that's my thing, though. Like, Black Mask, you always saw that character in the comics and the shows with a mask on, and I do believe it was to hide his face. And in yeah. this movie, he doesn't wear it until the very end, but he also has a fascination with masks. He has masks all over his club. He has villains that dress up in masks. He takes their faces off, which seems like he's making a mask out of them. Um, and so I, I kind I, of expected to see at some point given this movie is yeah. him wearing like a skin like a leather face mask <laughs> right but that's but the that thing though the again it's like people talk about this being rated r and i didn't think it was very r like like you know i saw it first and then decided should i take my son to see it and then i took him to see it i'm like this is fine and he left it being like that he even said it he's like i didn't think that was really that rated r um they cut the face off but you don't see it it's you don't like see they, it, yeah they pull well he does away. cut the face off of the girl but they but they but they you never cut see away it. from it. Yeah. They, yeah. They, he walks they cut, out of the room. Yeah, he starts cutting around his face, and then they cut the camera, and then you see Zaz holding up kind of an out-of-focus face or whatever. Right, And right. then you don't see the others. So my point is, I guess, they could have 
probably done a PG-13 with that. Like, I wouldn't say that scene was like, oh, yeah, we got to have that in there because it wasn't as gruesome as seeing him, like, rip off the face. And I'm, no, not, saying, sure, again, sure. I'm not saying that I wanted that. I think it should have been PG-13. But, again, like, it wasn't that bad either. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they definitely made made a choice with not showing it. But you know. we but we see so we, we come to find out we see in a flashback that that guy would not let him in like we alluded to before right. Sionis he wouldn't he to, wouldn't partner up with him yeah he wants to run Gotham and people don't take him seriously and this guy's like yeah the the Golden Lions or whatever their gang is like it's a family business for a hundred years we don't partner up with other people and this is what happens we don't need your protection yeah and then Maybe yes they, they did, did. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler so uh, so yeah so now Dinah has been tasked as Roman's new driver, so Roman kind of has uh, Dinah take Zaz, and they're going to go to I, I guess it was like a safety deposit box and get this. Yeah, he, ha- he has the diamond. Someone tracked out, it down eventually. Yeah, that the the Bertinelli family crime family was completely massacred and slaughtered. So this diamond has kind of been floating around. Roman has has it. Uh, Dinah and uh, Zaz go to pick it up. In the process of them picking it up. Uh, they run into Cassandra Kane, who we had seen once or twice earlier as like this side character that would pop in and out. I do that, appreciate the Guy Ritchie type of crime uh, action movie stuff. Kind of. Yeah. Like the way that, you know, seeing it a second time especially is helpful, but there's a lot of things they show you and then they go back in time and they really show you what happened. But, you know, it's all there. And right. I, I appreciated that. It, having seen The Gentleman recently, as we just reviewed that a couple weeks ago. I appreciate how this movie did some of that with the showing it to you, then rewinding, going back. Um, it, it, it worked for me, and I like that, yeah, you saw um, you saw Cassandra Kane in the police station, but you don't know why she's there. Then we see as they go to pick up the diamond, she's going around pickpocketing people, and one of right. them is Zaz. And she takes the diamond. Yeah. So uh, we thought, you know, this is, this is kind of putting us on a collision course with all of these characters, where, whether it's... Uh, Huntress or the Black Canary or uh, Renee Montoya and Harley are all kind of on this because of this girl. uh, They're on this collision collision course together. And so Harley ends up getting captured by uh, Roman. And she kind of says, look, I know who's got the I know who's got it or just know who has it. But she's like, I'll get it. You you let me out of here. I will get you the diamond. If I don't get you the diamond in 24 hours, you do whatever you want to be fine. And that was another flashback because they jump right into her at the police station. Right. Yeah. And we don't see till right. later after they caught her that. Which she- I thought was a great sequence. That is a kick ass sequence of her in the police station. Yeah, it's that a, was pretty good. It's a great sequence, but the problem I have is it's a police station full of officers with guns, and you're telling me no one shot her? She's too fast. They're bad they, police officers. They ran. Yeah, they, it's it's they Gotham were, City. They're awful police officers. But they officers. were running away from her. It just, it, it makes me frustrated when, I mean, I know it's a comic movie, whatever, but when they put her in a police station with officers that in the second time I watched, I'm like, they've got guns, okay. And I get that she was too fast for a couple that were next to her. It's a police station. There are so dozens of So here's the other thing you got to think about is some of these, most of these officers have, are working in Gotham City, right? Yeah. So when you see Harley... Coming into your police station, who do you think is not far behind? But they, but remember, she. Nobody the, knows. No, no, they, they sent, don't know. They did. They Renee s- knows. No, I yeah. think I think they. She, they even say she sent out that message in a stupid way to where now she's fair game. I would think that the po- police, the dirty cops, especially in Gotham. I got to tell you, if I'm a police officer in Gotham City 
and I see Harley Quinn coming into the police station, I'm not taking that chance. I don't feel like dying with a weird, creepy grin on my face. Okay. I'm I, running away. That's that's the only excuse. that That is reasonable. If they still think she's with Joker, it makes sense. But I just right. didn't like the cops all like, first of all, they were horrible. And second of all, yeah, of like, course. but no one no one shot her? Okay. No. So, no. Well, like, I, I'm not. Someone tried. And then she she definitely takes out a few. Yeah. I the, mean, but, yeah. Like, she, but she hasn't killed them. That's the thing. She's not she going to kill killing yeah. the cops. She which, T2s them. Which yeah. that's the only saving grace because at first when she walks into that police station and you and you know they flash back and then we see the whole sequence later. But when she walks in with what looks like a grenade launcher, I'm like she's gonna yeah. go murder a bunch of cops. <laughs> so at least no, they she's just gonna shoot confetti at them. Yeah. So anyway, it was that is a great looking scene. Yeah. I will say this entire movie, the action sequences are on point. It's a John yeah. Wick guy. This has this has okay. This has some great action sequences, and uh, it's also coincidentally it's the cinematographer of Venom. So we oh, talked about that earlier. Yeah, Matthew Liberty. Okay, yeah. Apparently, so, they had one of the guys from John Wick did a lot of the stunt work. It's it's really good. Like the it's it's fluid. Uh, it looks like it's the actors. Like obviously, there's a lot of stunt doubles involved in this movie, but the editing with uh, was very smooth. Yeah, uh, not a lot of choppy cuts. So good job on the action. Yeah. So that fight scene in the evidence locker was oh, really good. So good. Oh yeah. So good. So Harley comes in and she's she's gonna take uh, Cassandra, and this is where she gets like the the text message that Roman has put a five hundred thousand dollar bounty on Cassandra Kane. Yeah. Uh, so now not only does she have to not only does Harley have to get herself out now she's got to get Cassandra out with all of the gangs or whoever coming after her so this is where we get that amazing fight sequence in the um, evidence locker and I thought the best the best sequence of the movie is when she's beating the guy up with a baseball bat and then she uh, takes the bat and throws the bat and bounces it off the ground and hits the guy and then she catches it back I was like yeah that was pretty dope that was that was amazingly badass yeah, yes that was, the cocaine that was, was really good i thought i was gonna say she gets a oh, snoop full yeah. of cocaine and just goes <laughs> off yeah uh, that was fun so yeah so she goes this is where we get the identity of uh she goes back to to see doc and we find you know we get all that info grocery the, shopping and then yes and then she's like how are you gonna play pay for all this i'm not like what are you talking about yeah. um the breakfast sandwich gag was actually my favorite gag of the movie uh, I thought that was hilarious yeah. with the wind blowing <laughs> yeah, in her right, hair right, right. and she's in love. And also like that's at the beginning of the movie. But so she gets this incredible sandwich and she gets interrupted as she's about to bite it by Montoya. And then she, you know, sticks it in her shirt and she's running yeah. around being chased. And then she's about to take a bite of it and it goes sent flying in the air. Yeah. And she watches it in slow motion. And then she goes, it wasn't until I lost something that I truly yeah. loved. Yeah. And I, the fact that they put so much emphasis, I thought it was. I hilarious. thought it was great. It was yeah, that great, was very funny. Great gag. So yeah. they go back, and this is the huntress actually shows up. I, I do love that they keep calling her the crossbow killer, and she's like, yeah. "That's not my like. That's not who I am." I like. Oh, there's a great whole... cutaway where she practices in the mirror, yes. saying, "Like, do yeah. you know yeah. who I am, huntress?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... And and I love that she goes when she does it in the field, and you see all the guys, and they go, "The crossbow killer, yeah. no the crossbow, no. Killer. <laughs> no, it's not me." <laughs> Um, yeah. But we do get we find out that she is the the lone survivor of the of the Bertinelli massacre and that one of uh, the bodyguards took her away to Sicily and raised her. And this is she decided to exact revenge on everybody who killed her family. So that's that's who she's been killing and the people responsible for the murder of her family. Um, because Harley Quinn knows everyone we see and in, in the little cutaways and you know they're very clever with the graphics on screen and it's once Joker's out of the picture she has a target 
on her back and everyone's out to get her right and you see everyone but when they get to huntress who ends up killing the clown guy that uh, linnea was talking about yes. earlier the big huge guy that's mad at her because joker tattooed the smile on on his face permanently um he's got her dead to rights pretty much and uh he gets hit in the neck by a crossbow and it freezes on who we know to be huntress now uh but you know it's like question mark grievance question mark yeah. so yeah. she's the that, only puzzle see, piece that's that, one of those you know i actually didn't mind the that character card thing from suicide squad you know i i thought for yeah you know in suicide squad when when somebody would show up they'd stop it tell you yeah. their name their powers whatever i actually didn't mind that aspect so i, I like that yeah. they kind of carried that over to this one. i liked it a lot better here because it matched her personality i agree uh, it was it was more fun because you know she puts the x's over the eyes and the grievances are really funny i mean one thing that i caught the second viewing as well is that in the club she has a, a kind of a throwaway line but she mentions that it's good that he's not mad at her for breaking the driver's legs because he hates her like right. she she mentions that roman hates her but yet because of the joker he has to be nice right 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 and and uh, i like it when was it roman or someone else but i like it when the list of grievances like piles up like it was to roman. a thousand it was, was, roman. was it roman yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. it's the reason that he doesn't like her is and it goes through this like slot machine of rolling Correct. grievances and i am kind of interested on home video to pause that and see what they all were because i bet <laughs> there's some pretty funny stuff run it, run it in slow-mo yeah uh, yeah, so Huntress shows up, and this is – I'm trying to think. This is where she's like – you know, Harley kind of says, don't worry about it. Everything is – nobody knows that we're here, but then all of a sudden her entire place – her entire world is shattered where her place is blown up, and uh, you think that Bruce, Bruce runs is, away. Bruce is dead. You think Bruce is dead, but we find out later he's okay. Uh, I love that she names the hyena after Bruce Wayne. Yeah, the cute, the cute Wayne guy. The cute Wayne yeah, guy, right. That's that's a nice – uh, that's a nice one, but yeah, that's Huntress is with uh, the the restaurant guy, yeah, the, yeah. Her, her only friend in the world, and she lives above the the food place. Right. And uh, he obviously called people in and sold her out, and the place ends up being exploded. And uh, that's when, like you said, she has that turn. If 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 her best friend can turn on her, then right. you know she, everybody, she doesn't anybody, have anybody. Can. yeah. So she decides to sell the kid out to. Uh, Roman and this we should I do like this where she's trying to figure out where the diamond is and Cass Cassandra's just like yeah I, that's not going to happen like we're not going to get it and she was like why where is it she's like well I ate it so you know she's that was buying, was that in the that was, in the, that in, the car yeah, that was in the car yeah that was in the car yeah she has she hands her the dynamite and yeah. throws yeah. it <laughs> yeah. at the convertible and and she's like who did I just explode I don't know yeah uh, so yeah so they 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 agree to. Uh, go to Amusement Mile, uh, which is like this abandoned uh, fun house, you know, like park. Is is that where in Suicide Squad Joker had all the knives and I, stuff? I don't the- like that's the thing is like Amusement Mile, I feel like rings a bell as far as like comic book stuff, but I'm not yeah. 100% sure where he it could be. You know how they had all the weapons? Sure, and then sure, she sure, says, sure. You know, that's where that you get that stupid life, that stupid laugh. And so I wonder if oh maybe that's, the, that's true. I wonder maybe. If because they were hanging out there. Maybe that was their hideout. Yeah, with the stupid knife scene and all that. Yeah, yeah, it could be. That's true. Uh, so now all of our characters are converging. Montoya has been basically suspended and kicked off the force. Um, she quit. No, oh, she right? quit at the end. Okay, she's suspended. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, I do like that they they jokingly keep saying that she constantly talks like she's in a 1990s cop TV show. 80s, 80s. Yeah, yeah 80s right, right, right. Movies, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny. 
Um, so all of our characters are converging on Amusement Mile. So you've got Black Canary and you've got uh, Huntress and Harley and Cassandra and Renee. The problem is, is this is the scene where I was like, I, look, there's like 20 people in the Bat family at this point. <laughs> Some Robin, for Christ's sake, should have been like, um, I think there's something going on over at Amusement Mile. Like it's all lit up and there's gunshots coming from everywhere. But no, there's yeah, not a, there's not a it, bat family member to be seen. It doesn't make sense in the lore and when you think about how Gotham operates with Batman and everything. But for this movie, again, they're keeping it separate. They don't have, especially because they don't know. I mean, we don't know what Matt Reeves is doing with his Batman movie. We and, know it's not connected. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think they want, just like how they don't have the TV shows go to the movies, which I think is a huge mistake. Uh, because you, should, of you, should, the, you should not say that. But because of the way that, you know, Grant Gustin and Stephen Amell and how much people love them, but then you go to the... No, I'm, I'm, to the, you, you might want to stop talking. Okay, I hear yeah, you, I hear you. Yeah. yeah, don't tell me that. But I'm not telling you anything. I'm just saying what you're saying isn't... But that's been a huge mistake for them. And I think that because they don't want anything they do here to be confused or contradict with whatever he's doing, sure. you know, they keep them very separate and there's not that synergy going. So that's why I don't think they could even have anyone pop in. And plus, you know, they're not going to have Robin pop in. in this no, this movie. is where you... you know this, to me, this is where you bring in Batgirl. Yeah, it would have to be Batgirl, yeah. you know, because it is a female. I mean, that's the whole point of the movie. So, yeah, it would be Batgirl. But then I guess you question, like, I don't know, the changes with Cassandra Kane, And I don't know. So, they I mean, probably would just. I don't know. Who knows? But it, I mean, it would get too messy. Yeah. You know, so this is the this is a massive fight scene. Uh, you've got all of your characters kind of doing what you want them to do. It's it's very well choreographed and very well uh, put together. You've got uh, some very ridiculous uh set pieces where like they're jumping off of uh like teeter totters almost and like a hall of mirrors and all kinds of insanity but i thought those were third act the yeah other it's thing nuts too is that uh when black mask shows up and everybody else shows up that he calls they're all wearing his ridiculously like yes. all the masks <laughs> he's stolen from around the world yeah yeah i like that a lot i this is what i'm like that scene where where uh, Zaz is trying like it's very obvious that well I maybe mean, it's not obvious but it's hinted at that Zaz and Roman have a romantic relationship or maybe Zaz wants there to be a, rela- a relationship and Roman is not for or not picking up on it um, yeah the the black Ma- Ewan McGregor uh, trying to be effeminate you know I yeah it didn't always work for me. I, I, I think Ewan McGregor's great and I'm fine with him hamming it up and being campy but he's even said it like he believes the character's gay he played him like he was gay and, oh he did he said that and yeah and ewan mcgregor's okay. not gay obviously and i'm not saying cancel him or why'd you cast him it's nothing like that but just when he tried to be effeminate and put it like it just didn't seem natural to me i just i didn't like it uh so i don't know it, it didn't work for me uh what he was putting on but um I was okay. I thought it was fine. Uh, yeah, it didn't. It didn't bother me. I think I like him freaking out. I like him being the rich boy that has a tantrum, and I want this person to work for me. And if they can't, if I can't have her, no one can. Kind of thing. Right. I, right, I right, liked right. his whiny nature like that. It was just when he put on the more effeminate. When he's like, you know, I'm not even gonna do it. But when he's like, oh, let me show you my my statues, my whatever. And he's given a tour. Sure. And Zaz is banging his head against the wall. The way he says that is clearly very effeminate. And I think in that scene, you can see a bat, a cat woman. That's mask the one in the background. Yeah, that's a cool. You see, yeah. If if it is, I, I could be wrong. Like it could yeah. just been the way, like the you know. But it looked like a black, 
black hood, hooded mask yeah. with like ears. It was hit or miss. I the main thing I'm trying to say is that I like you and McGregor. It didn't always work for me in this role because I don't think he came off as that intimidating. A lot of times, you know, the best villains, they can be really quiet and really creepy. Sure. Or they can be just crazy like a Joker type character when it's done well. And they can be super intimidating. Like Heath Ledger Joker is great. Um, for, for me in this one, I, I didn't, it didn't always work for me. I thought he was just okay. Um, yeah. A little bit of cheese yeah. going on, you know. I think, I think if he had just leaned into like the douchey aspects instead of like the psychopath yeah. thing, that would have worked better. Yeah. Because that character is just a douchebag like yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> Definitely. So. Right, right, right. That 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 you know fell on his ass into this empire. The other thing yeah. I didn't uh, mention, and I just don't want to go right over it cuz we're getting into the third act, which is just action-packed balls to the wall. Well, I don't know if I can say balls yeah. to the wall, but uh no balls. It, but it's an amazing, I mean really fun time. But before that, how badass is Black Canary? Like from when she's when great. she sees the guy at the club after Harley's had all the drinks and he's trying yeah. to take advantage of her and put her in the back of a van and all this stuff and Black Canary kicks these two guys' asses. She's the MV. She's the MVP. She of this is movie. so cool yeah. and so good at what she does. I, I I think that that character's awesome. Give me a Black Canary spinoff. Like she's always been one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, there have been some great. Uh, un- unfortunately, she's kind of always been kind of tied to. Uh, the Green Arrow, right. um, but there's been some really good Black Canary stories out there. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, I think give this, me man, give she give is, me Journey Smollett as Black Canary, yeah. this exact Black Canary. Give me th- her in a spinoff of her own. Yep, like I want to see that movie because she's charismatic, she's kick ass, she has you know great attitude, and she's good with the humor and everything too. Yeah, um, but like. She she has all these qualities of someone that you want to follow. And again, like, see, she's a good guy. She's doing good things. She's fighting yep. bad guys. Yep. And that's yep. why yep. she can have her own spinoff. And, and I want that. Um, and she had the best line of the movie. Was, which one was that? When uh, when Harley walks out and she's like, hey, you're that singer that nobody likes. Oh, yeah. to. And she's like, hey, you're that girl that nobody. Oh, likes. that was that's when she's <laughs> like, Ouch. I, I toned it down a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah. it was just like best line of the movie. Oh. Like that was a great she's. And no, like, I thought she was great. Yeah. I, and yeah. I also love how they didn't like get into like why she has these powers. I mean, they just kind of introduced it early on when she was singing in the club a little bit, yeah. and then they did it at the end. And I think I think that was because that was really the only real supernatural element that they had in this movie. Yeah. Right. And they just kind of just stuck it in and didn't spend too much time on it. And that's why I liked. it. Yeah, you're right. And I like that they didn't rely on it. Yeah. No, it's. I like that it was a, it was a one time thing, but. Other than that, she was using her hands and you know hands and knees and fists all, or all of them, feet right? to beat the crap out of everybody. Yeah. I think that's the really which I thought was yeah, great. They didn't depend on powers. They were you know all the leads were just kick ass. Uh, they were they had these great action sequences, and you see aside from uh, Chekhov's martini glass, like you mentioned, Linnea, yeah. they show <laughs> right. you her powers and they allude to it, and that's why it's nice that you kind of forget about it when it comes at the end. But um, but yeah, they don't rely on it. It's not a crutch, um, and it's I think it really works in that scene like it's a little i mean it's a little goofy but i'm i think if they had overused it it wouldn't have worked as well but that's right yeah, one, one time, time i think and yeah. uh, i thought it was a pretty cool scene and i like how it's a ridiculous i like power. how they just, let's just yeah, put yeah but there. i also <laughs> like how it, when we get there though but she propels harley on her roller skates with the canary yeah. cry yes yes another nice that touch. was good yeah. stuff yeah <laughs> well and she just shows up in roller skates yeah like oh yeah when did, she, like, when did she change her shoes but it, you know, <laughs> there are some there are some really good like one-liners where that that is a great liner it's like how did she have time for a costume change but what yeah. i also like though uh, is that you see when they're getting ready they show harley put the roller skates over her shoulder 
So yeah, they were very yeah. smart about continuity. There aren't a lot of goof ups in this. The only thing I didn't like, and we're not there yet, but the only thing I didn't like is the grenade, uh, the grenade right. thing. Like, yeah, we saw it. Don't show us again. I hate that when a movie feels like they have to hold your hand. Would any of one have ever questioned, oh. like, how did she get that grenade? They showed it, and it. I, you know, I have a feeling that was supposed to be a different ending. Oh, okay. You think so? I we'll, we'll get we'll okay, get there. Okay. So yeah, so basically the the birds of prey tear everybody apart. Yeah. Like they're just tearing through everybody. And this is totally um, a Joel Schumacher scene straight out of Batman and Robin. Like don't kinda. don't tell me this carnival, <laughs> high colored, jumping, hitting with mallets, you know, doing somersaults over their heads. Like man, this is straight out of a, a scene like that. It really reminded me. of It's those weird movies. because I feel like this plays better. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you have a there, better. There's a camp level to that Schumacher yeah. stuff that is not here. This is a. I think too the rest of that movie. I think the so Batman Forever, or whatever. Yeah, it takes itself too seriously when it's not campy. I don't know. Like I, no, this, the entire time, wrong. it didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah, it was yeah you, you are not wrong. The whole like, time. yeah, they Batman Forever is the better of the two, obviously, because he's trying to do the Batman '66 stuff mixed with the Burton yeah. stuff. But Batman and Robin, you know, like never do, takes us. Batman and Robin just goes off it's, the it's rails. Like crazy. that is bat skates yeah. and bat credit cards and but, but, you know the, it's ridiculous but no there's no question <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not saying that, that nice batman robin's better than this <laughs> or anything i mean this is clearly a better movie and better fight choreography but i think it was fun though it still it brought you back to the point that action movies like this can be fun and when i see a yeah. trailer like something for f9 the f9 saga or whatever it's called Ugh. and you see vin diesel attaching his car to a vine and it's swinging <laughs> and you look at him and he looks like he's on the toilet taking a dump because he's just so grumpy looking <laughs> it's like no your action scenes can be fun and what this movie really right. excelled at was harley and the crew having fun as they beat these guys up and mm-hmm. i did like that a lot that you can just check out this whole third act is crazy and unbelievable crazy and it's great right yeah mm-hmm. so the their roman gets away with the girl with with cat with cassandra and uh, Harley and the Huntress go after him. And this is a great scene where Harley is attached to the back of Huntress's uh, motorcycle. Yeah. And she's just kind of like whipping her around from side to side. So much fun. And then, so much fun. Yeah. And then uh, it pretty much comes down. They, they, they come up on this dock and it comes down to uh, Harley versus Roman. And I think that this was supposed to be Jared Leto. I think there was supposed to be her inner monologue was going to be Jared Leto kind of telling her Jared Leto's Joker, trying to break her down. Is Jared Leto actually uh, talking to her? Please let me in this movie. Yeah. Also <laughs> very much so, but just the way it feels, it does not feel like this was Roman trying to break her down. Cause Roman wouldn't try to do that. Roman doesn't care about her mental state. Like he just wants her dead. Yeah, that's interesting. Where I feel like this, this whole scene feels like it's her, inner monologue but her inner monologue with the things that are being said i feel like it would have been the joker trying to break her down mentally yeah one thing that we didn't mention that it this whole movie is about her i mean because it's called the fantabulous emancipation or whatever the whole movie is about her finding a place on her own right she doesn't need a man right she doesn't need like she says you know would you know what a harlequin is to the black canary and she says you know it's someone that had to has a master and is subservient. And so this whole movie throughout it, she's gaining her independence uh, and trying to break free from all these people that have betrayed her or tried to put her down and all that, which Joker, as you said, that's the number one. That, that's what he does. That's that, I mean, I hate, I hate 
with a the fire of a thousand suns that people try to say, oh, I, I would love a relationship like Joe Carly. Yeah, like, they're crazy. Like it's it's that's the correct face, Linnea, because <laughs> like it's disgusting. Like that relationship it's toxic. is not good. It's horrible. It's, it's toxic. Yeah. It's, he's awful to her. Absolutely. You know, like that's it. So I don't understand, you know, why people like ship those two. Yeah, it's because it's it, it, he's he's the worst. Like he's the worst. And he like that's the bottom line is he broke her. Yeah. See, in the in the grand scheme of things, she she may have been a little off to begin with. We don't know. Like they don't really well, you never clear, really get an clear, idea of what Harley was beforehand. But cl- clearly, if you decide, I mean, if you decide to fall in love with your insane, psychopathic, murderous patient, I mean, you, I don't care how many degrees she has. Something has to be wrong to make her do that. Right. Like, there's... no, I think and we know <laughs> she's got she's got some trauma yeah, in her past. Yeah. But the Joker used that sure. to break her down and to break her uh, and create harley harley quinn but you know what i like i know that it, it's it's obviously is this terrible toxic relationship you're right on all that and the more current stuff definitely plays into that but you know i really liked the relationship on the animated series yes joker was a jerk to her a lot of times it's a little play it's a little but, more, but playful. It's more playful yes they they're they're fun together and yeah, yeah. He, mr j ignores her a lot of times but it's it's more of a it's not a like a traumatic terrible abusive relationship it's just more of like her trying to impress you i honestly don't think that they lead on to a romantic relationship from the joker's point of view harley obviously is in love with him but the joker just kind of looks at her as a sidekick yeah as like a definitely yeah i don't think the joker's interested in in a girlfriend he doesn't care about that no But in this, it's definitely the romantic part. Yeah, a romantic relationship. So yeah, I like the. It's a. It's an even worse. uh, Yeah. So I like the old relationship, and and that's why I think it when it was created, I think it just played better, and it was more of a friendly, goofier thing. And it's in a cartoon, so of course you have more leeway there. But yeah, it's it's bad news in this one for sure. And I I like see I always liked it when Harley would go off with Poison Ivy or you know what. Well, there are yeah, like I like that idea that it's like yeah, you don't need Joker, and that was bad. So she does figure it out in other cartoons and comics that. You know, right. there's other people out there that will treat her better. So that's they have completely distanced her from the Joker in the yeah. comics. Like that's not even a thing anymore. Yeah, I just don't think you can do that uh, anymore. You know, not in this day and age. No, you, you can't. can't. No, yeah. not at all. Uh, yeah. So the, this fight ensues, and of course she has one uh, bullet from we didn't mention Montoya and that really funny yeah. uh, Easter egg that she pulls out the daddy's little monster shirt and Harley still, even though she should be over the Joker, she still says no. That has sentimental no, no, value, no, 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 no. and she yeah, pulls right, out right. the animated series type Harley Quinn uh, like. Uh, corset i guess is what that would be yeah and uh yes. she, and I, that's actually more of the video the, the harley the animated series is like that gesture well, that's true that's true yeah, outfit. yeah, yeah. The, the 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 corset is like the video yeah. game arkham knight that's true i'm just thinking yeah the colors outfit. the black and red whatever but yeah you're right yeah uh, but montoya gets shot but she was wearing that and she says aren't you glad it was bulletproof she's like oh man they really do it makes you look yeah great. so she thinks they're on this thing called founders pier and there's statues i guess of all yeah. the gotham founders and so she has this monologue that she does and you think and you see Cassandra came to the side and you think she's going to shoot right. Roman in the head but it's one of those statues and uh yep. and I mean, what does he say like that was that sure was embarrassing and she's like yep it yeah, sure and, was <laughs> and then basically we find out that Cassandra had the, yeah. that grenade and threw it onto yeah. 
Roman, and I. Well, we're not getting the Black Mask in no, any Batman or Harley no sequels. No kidding, and because uh, they throw him off the they throw him off the bridge, and he. I mean, you see him explode on screen. Yeah, like there's, yeah. there's body parts Pink everywhere. There's no putting that back together, and I. That's no, the only no, thing. No, they went back all. to their old comic book roots. Where like I don't. I hate it when they kill villains. Like it's so. I it's do so too. Not, I think certain villains you can get away with, but like when you kill the Joker but or you kill, you don't kill Black Mask, the Joker, or like the Penguin. Harvey you don't. Yeah, or, you don't kill yeah. them. So I thought that was interesting. I guess there's only so much you can do with movies. As in, you can do a lot of comic books and bring them back. I guess with a movie, you're not going to circle around yeah. before they reboot it next no. time. I don't know how they're going to bring him back, but they're uh, not. They yeah. won't. They're not. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the the Birds of Prey kind of win, and they're sitting around. Eating, drinking margaritas and eating Mexican food, tacos, uh, or not, or shawarma, yeah. depending on, you know. But finally, Cassandra uh, still hasn't. I do love, she's like, if this Mexican food doesn't make you, I don't know what will. Uh, and then, of course, she's like, I'll be right yeah. back. So she gets up and runs away Harley, and they have a discussion. Harley, bring the colander. I need, I need the sifter. Oh, the <laughs> yeah. colander. And I do oh. like the canaries like, what? Yeah. When they uh, cheered for Cassandra and she looked at them, that made it. That that look that she gives yeah. them is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Harley and Cassandra kind of like walk away. And then all of a sudden Canary realizes that uh, Harley <laughs> has stolen her car. And, you know, I do like that they don't put Harley with the team. Yeah, she's. Yeah. So the Birds of Prey still exist, but Harley's not part yeah. of it. Like she's right. she's in they're They're in Gotham together, but she's not part of the team. Uh, and then they get the money out of the Burton Elliott account. They get the, they, yeah, they get, they get the money and, uh, she starts her own, uh, private eye business, which is, I mean, there's a lot of this movie that owes Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, uh, cause they were the ones um, there, there may have been a second writer on that book. I'm not sure. Uh, but they did a lot of like the, the beaver, like the stuffed beaver. Oh, yeah, yeah. In, uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Right, wow. Right. I, I mean, okay. Like who called? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, the stuff, the stuffed beaver that she has that she's having a conversation. That got with. a lot of laughs. That was a funny moment. That's from the okay. comic. The hyena uh, is not really from the comic, but they kind of doubled down. I mean, on they've it. had that since the uh, animated like, series. They've always had yeah, hyenas. The uh, the apartment, like everything. There's a lot of nods to the Amanda Connor Jimmy Palmiotti yeah. comic. Um, and that's kind of how the movie ends. Is she kind of they're dry, Her and Cassandra are driving off, and they've got the car and they've got the money, and then she finally gets her breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Which I don't blame her because it looked that that was amazing. I, I am a I am a sucker for a good breakfast well, that, sandwich, and that looked like one the one. slow motion while she's doing the hair and the wind <laughs> and everything, and he's making it with the cheese on top, and the, oh, it was so good. Yeah, so good, so good, and that's kind of how it ends. So I think you know I'm seeing people call this the greatest comic book movie of all nope. time. It's like, well, right, let's pump yeah, the brakes. Definitely not. I, do I think it's the it's one of the better ones that DC has done? I think in this current uh, crop of stuff. I th- it, it's better than anything that came before it as far as like the Snyder verse. Yeah. It, it's fun. Uh, I, I, I think I was entertained. I was entertained the first time I, when I got out of the theater, I I'm, I'm sad that it didn't do better. You know? Yeah. Like, like that, that, that it, sucks. It, it like does. That. It deserves to do better than it did. And I, I, but the, here's the, the problem I'm having is the entire internet that's supporting this movie is blaming it all on men and the deal is WB has to take blame in this. The R rating and the marketing are a huge part. And I don't 
it's not just because men didn't show up to this movie. I mean, I saw it twice. Right. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that saw this movie, and it, it, it was mismarketed. And it, I think that people need to realize that there's more than one variable here. I'm not saying that obviously the toxic bros didn't see it. We know that, but they're also no, they weren't gonna. You know what? They may have. Uh, I don't know, but they're, but they're a vocal minority. Again, it, it's like when um. What was it? Uh, was it uh, Charlie's Angels? When Elizabeth Banks yeah. blamed men yeah. for her poor opening, it's like, well, you know, there's 300 million people in the States and a major- 51% are women. <laughs> like, it's not just men that didn't show up. A lot of people didn't show up to your movie. And the same thing is true here. So, again, it's not like I'm on Toxic Fan Bros side, but also let's not let WB off the hook. It was mismarketed. No, I agree. Rated R was completely mm-hmm. misused in this. Um, you know, I think they should have leaned into it. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not so sure about the, if the rated R was misused. I think that if there's any character that they could get away with this Deadpool esque, which is what they were going for, is what this is kind of the the vibe they wanted. Um, I, I think this is the character that gets your but, rated but R. But they movie. didn't. I, I'm not. You, you're not going to do a rated R Batman. You're not going to do a right. rated R Superman. Thank God. Um, but I think that Harley or the dark, the quote unquote dark universe, uh, Constantine or Swamp Thing or any of those other like dark characters. I think you could even maybe pull off a dark Wonder Woman movie, like a rated R. It's not the easiest thing, but I think that's. A, but Harley is the character that you would give the, the rated you R. You can, to. and yeah, but I just don't think they needed to. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I agree. You don't need a rated R. Wonder Woman movie. Yes. No, totally. I totally agree with you. I that. agree yes. with you. There there is a way to use an R rated Harley, but what I'm saying is I didn't see it. Every t- every time it was just like there's just F words scattered in. It's not like they're a mile a minute. It's they're just here and there. Right. The action was not that violent. There's a lot of times where you don't see blood. There's a couple, but other than that, there's not that much blood. It's just they didn't use it right. Deadpool leaned into it. Here, they made the mistake of not leaning into it. Like, if you were going to do it, make it crazier, make it more violent, more language, like clever, funny language, not just dropping F-bombs. But, you know, uh-huh. writing to where the jokes are like Deadpool. Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm just saying I think WB and the creatives are – a lot of the blame goes on them, but of course we know what it's going to all be put on, yeah. which is a small piece of the puzzle. So it's a shame in any, any event, because what does this do to future female led comic book movies, you know, that, that aren't, I don't, I non wonder woman. I mean, obviously that's established, but mm-hmm. what does that do for people taking risks? Like, will we get a black canary movie? I think black canary is so awesome in this. I would love to see that spinoff, but does this box office, will that allow them to take a risk on it? And it's sad if the answer is no. Yeah. It's, it's a shame. Like that's, you're trying to do something different and, uh, it doesn't work for whatever yeah. reason. Uh, so you know, like I said, my fear is that we'll go back to the same old, same old, and it's just going to Marvel's just going to keep extending that lead further and further and further. Cause they are doing different yeah. stuff. Well, at least, at least you it know? seems like Marvel, like introducing Rogue and Captain Marvel, yeah. too. Yeah, L- luckily, Marvel uh, is doing really well, and I think Wonder Woman is going to continue to do really well with the female-led stuff. I think so. it will. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. As, long as, they do- as long as she doesn't fight a giant CG monster at the end, <laughs> we're good to go. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I don't think Cheetah is going to turn into a huge CG monster. She looks great. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Like that, that, that looks really good. I'm pretty, I'm I'm excited. pretty excited for that. Linnea, what are your kind of overall thoughts? I thought it was a lot of fun, and I think people should go see it. Yeah, I think it's a good time at the theater. It's yeah, you're not going to be bored. It's it's clever. It's it's good action, um, 
and and again i uh, you know when i got out of the theater the first time i was somewhere at like a six out of ten i was like it was okay i didn't love it uh the second time i think i bumped it up to a seven like three and a half out of five stars yeah, give it a solid seven 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 yeah I, I think that's where it lands where it's not like the best movie ever made not the best comic book movie but is it entertaining is it fun absolutely yeah. All right. Well, that will do it for this episode. Uh, Linnea, thank you so much again for joining us. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks Especially for having me of, anytime. Uh, tell the folks where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Linnea1928. All right. And Joe? Uh, this is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And like I mentioned before, social media stuff at Real Spoilers on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, whatever. You know you know where to find us. But the ratings and reviews are very helpful. So we do appreciate that. Uh, thank you to those who have reviewed us. And if you haven't, we would appreciate it. Uh, and you can also review the show on Facebook. So if you're on the Facebook page, uh, those reviews are helpful as well. Uh, and join the League of Show Shares. I didn't mention that before, but... But we've got the fan community that there's like, I don't know, 150 to 200 something people on there. But uh, it's a place where you can join the conversation and, and uh, present your own topics. And uh, we have a 365 movie challenge going on there. We have news trailers that drop. So it's a really good community to be a part of with like minded film fans. We'd love to have you there if you're on Facebook. Um, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Five bucks a month. Get those extra specials and one that will directly tie into the character of Harley Quinn. So stay tuned for that. Maybe. But that will do <laughs> That will do it uh, for this episode. So uh, coming up next is The Invisible Man. Is that? Fantasy what? Island? Oh, it's Fantasy Island and uh, Sonic are the two movies oh, yeah, next yeah. week. Oh, yeah. And then I think Invisible Man's after that. So we'll have to see what we decide to do. That was a cat. I know the sound of that. It's my dog. Sorry. All right. It's <laughs> <a> dog. <laughs> so anyway, uh, does the dog want to tell the folks where they can? Does he have a social media account or anything? No. He doesn't. You can find uh, him on my Instagram, though. There you go. See? So that will do it for this episode. Join us for whatever we're talking about uh, next time. Until then, I don't have a clever outro, so you've been warned. A flat. I never knew that our romance had ended Until you poisoned my food And I thought it was a lark When you kicked me in the park But now I think it was rude Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.